Hello and welcome to Message Received. Audience, I've brought you this special podcast series to fulfill your needs to learn about internal communication, leadership communication, resiliency, productivity, work-life integration, and how to get the most out of your organization. We hope you love listening to this series as much as we loved recording it. Thank you for subscribing. We're really excited to bring you this multi-channel approach to communication. Hello and welcome to Message Received. My name is Natalie and I'm your host for this special episode of the podcast. We are in March, month of International Women's Day, and it's naturally that we thought of inviting two female members of the audience team to discuss the position of women in business. It's my great pleasure to have with me today Catherine Fitzsimon and Sasha McCollum. Ladies, could you please briefly introduce yourself to our listeners? Catherine, do you want to go first? Sure. Thanks so much, Natalie. It's, it's great to be with you today. So I'm originally from Canada and I've been living in Asia with my family for the past eight years. And I'm based in sunny Singapore, where it's warm every day. Um, professionally speaking, I'm a generalist. I've held many different functional positions throughout my career, but my true passion is really about leading cross-functional teams. I have to admit, I'm not the expert in many things, but I do love surrounding myself with people who are and love leading them to common goals. And currently I'm the regional director for audience communications and events, uh, leading the team in APAC and providing services in communication, events and meetings and trainings to our clients all across APAC. Awesome, thank you, Catherine. And so lucky for you to have the sun all, all day long in, in Singapore. We, I think we're all jealous a bit about that. <laughs> um, Sasha, do you wanna go next? Yes, sure. And I am definitely jealous about that, Natalie. <laughs> Being born in Guyana, I always need the sun and the warmth. So hello to you, hello to Catherine and to everybody listening. I'm Sasha, I'm the operations coordinator here at Audience in the Basel location and also from Canada. I've been living in Basel now for six years. It was my anniversary on March 1st, six years ago. Uh, and I'm happy to say that I love living in Switzerland. I love my job and I feel like I've grown here tremendously as a person, both professionally and personally. So thank you for having me today. Excellent. Thank you both for making the time for this conversation. So today we're going to talk about women, women in business and how do we position ourselves and what we can do to support other women. But first and foremost, why don't you tell us what International Women's Day means to you? Sasha. Yes, absolutely, Natalie. Women's Day, Women's International Day means to me a celebration of all women for their own special uh, unique goals. So for example, whether you want to achieve something in your professional development, whether it's a personal goal, if you want to be the youngest billionaire, <laughs> the mm -hmm. best mom you can be to your kids, or maybe it's just something on a more personal level where you give yourself you time or me time, as I call it. I celebrate the individual goals and each of the uh, women that are, that are in my lives. 
Fantastic, Sasha. Um, Catherine, what's your take on International Women's Day? Yeah, so I, I agree with a lot of what Sasha just said, and I love that she used the word celebrate, and it's the first word that came to my mind as well. So International Women's Day is a time to celebrate our achievements as women, and I also think it's a great time to take a pause and to um, recognize not only what's been done and what gaps have been closed, but also to look at what's still to come. So I think it's a, it's a combination for me of looking backwards of um, how far we've come, how much there is to celebrate, and then also looking forward where, what gaps still exist and how can we do even more to, to narrow that gap um, so that we can one day have gender equality around the world. That's that's great, and it exactly um, both of you exactly summarize what what my thinking is like. So a celebration about the progress and the achievement, but also looking at what's left to do. And when we talk specifically about women in business, we can only notice the recent evolution. Globally, the share of women in senior management is increasing incrementally. There are more women CEOs, member of boards, or in senior management position. In 2020, the proportion of women in senior management position was at 29%. This same proportion was at 20% in 2011. There is definitely progress, but there's still a big gap to close. So what does that mean in your daily working environment? Have you noticed that any changes? Have you noticed this evolution? Um, Katrin, would you like to to answer and to take that question. Yeah, thanks, Natalie. I, I think you're you're spot on with your statistics there on, on how far women have come and progressed to take on more senior leaderships um, at big corporates and, and MNCs around the world. In fact, I was just so happy to see um, that Citibank appointed its first female CEO in its in its history. Um, great. So the first, the first woman to take the helm at City, which is which is so great, and she's already come in, you know, with with new policies, and you know, her vision has been shared already. So that that's great progress, um, that a leading financial institution will take that move, and not just in the business world too. I, I think we've made great progress, and also just um, you know, in in the political landscape as well that. Um, you know, we've seen many more women leaders step up. I think in the U.S., it's a great example with our first women um, vice president. And I think whether you're getting promoted in a big corporation or publicly elected, I do think there these are all steps in the right direction. I agree with your stats. We're not there yet, but every promotion and every elected official is a step in the right direction. And then I, I think more, more personally for me or more locally for me, I do see more companies implementing policies and um, implementing initiatives around diversity and inclusion to, to address this, this, this gap that we, we still have. Um, and I think there's a lot of companies who do more than just you know, put posters on the wall. I really think that many companies are trying to walk the talk and really take action around um, promoting women from within their companies. And I think just my last point, I think it's not just the, the big corporations we, we should be looking at. I've also seen locally um, 
entrepreneurial uh, and startup companies that once they get to that threshold of 15 people, 20 people, they are also starting to question themselves on, do we have a gender diverse uh, staff? So I don't think we should just be looking to the big corporations, but I think even these small startups, smaller companies um, are also taking more um, proactive measures to ensure that um, women can reach the, the top of their career. That's great. So it's it's really small steps, larger steps on a local or on a global scale that we that that we need to celebrate, right? I, I think so. I think any any step is a, is a positive step in the right direction. So whether it's implementing a program at your company, whether it's um, mentoring um, an up and coming female talent, I think there's there's many many different strategies and tactics that that companies can take. Exactly, Sasha. What do you what do you think about that? I would have to say that reflecting on my twenty plus year career so far. I've been fortunate enough to be involved in two of the opposite types of uh, professional environments. So one that was mainly male dominated with with all male leadership and my position for 12 years at the Hearing Healthcare Centre was all female dominated and female leadership team. So I've experienced both professional environments to which I was fortunate to be a part of, um, all good experiences. But I would say the very last position with the Hearing Healthcare Center, it was run by two female CEOs who were sisters. And the experience there was eye-opening in terms of the human emotion and the compassion and seeing employees as seeing employees as as humans first before colleagues or before just workers, if you will. And I would say I've kept that philosophy in my mind going for each job or or when I look to work with a company, it's very important to me to be seen as a human first and then as a, as a colleague or a co-worker second. So I credit my past 12 years with the Hearing Centre and, and Lisa and Rhonda, if you're listening, <laughs> I credit them with uh, welcoming me and with showing me that that was, was possible in business and also in audience. So I do have to say we have a strong female team in audience and a strong female presence. And I feel here as well as a business that we are also recognized for being humans first. Yes, I do. I love you. I, Sasha, I love your shout out to your two former CEOs. I think I think we need more of that. And, you know, when when there is that community spirit of women supporting women and, you know, continuously giving back, I, I think that's terrific. I, I really love your example. Thank you. And, and if I can add, of course, not all women want to be CEO of Fortune 500 companies. But I think what we're all striving for is respect equality and visibility. So what do you think we can do for ourselves or teams or our communities to support women? Do you have examples that you want to share with all listeners? Sure. I, I, I think um, that, I mean, it's a broad question, Natalie. You know, I think, I think this whole conversation starts a little bit about, as you said, what your aspirations are and what your own goals are as a woman in business. And it's not always easy to figure out 
Um, and it can change, you know, what your, what your goals might be in your 20 might change in your 30s might change in your 40s. So I think a lot of it starts with just, um, you know, every individual woman really thinking about what is best for them and what they want out of their career. And a, a lot of it now, as I'm sure everyone knows, it's very purpose driven. And maybe your career aspiration isn't about the title or it isn't about how much you travel. Um, it, it's more about are you achieving the purpose um, that you set out both as an individual on a personal level and a professional level. So I think that would be my, my first um, uh, comment is that it starts with the individual and, and knowing what you want and, and allowing yourself to change that as, as you grow professionally. I like that very much. And if I can just add on this, I guess during your career, you also, you know, of course, growing and, and meeting new people that are helping you to kind of either reshape your purpose or, or think in a different way. And, and that's uh, that's very insightful. Um, Sasha, do you have any comments on, the, on, on this specific question? Absolutely. So, uh, what I would add is that confidence for some doesn't happen overnight. It's a gradual process. I'm still building confidence on a daily basis in myself as a, as a woman. Um, so I would say for me, any opportunity that I have to be in contact with a young female, whether in school or whether early in her career, whether it be you know an intern or maybe the daughter of a friend of mine, I am now conscious of her confidence and, and encouraging her to shine in her own way. So whether I can pave the way for her to do a presentation or give her some advice if she's on the right track and support her and tell her and share with her that she is on the right track. Um, by no means am I an expert, but any opportunity that I can have to boost up a young female coming up in her life, I now think more consciously about that and what it can do for her in the long run. That's amazing, Sasha. Sasha. Yeah, Sasha, I think you're you're more of an expert than you give yourself credit for. <laughs> I, I don't think you you get a degree in, in how to be a good mentor to a to a, a woman who's you know early in her career. Um, I think you can be a, a mentor to anyone, you know, someone older than you, someone your so same age, someone younger, even someone in a completely different professional environment than yourself. Um, it goes back to what I was saying about just women supporting women and you may not think of yourself as a mentor, but just taking that time to to talk to that person, to to tell them that they did a good job or to help them get on the right path, I think is invaluable. And I would never underestimate um, how far that can go to an individual when you do give them a little bit of your time to encourage them in their career. It all adds up. Exactly. Thank you. That's that's great. Great to hear. So um, if we if we want to talk a bit a little bit more about this concept of women supporting women, that I think is 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 really critical if we if we want to move forward into the right direction. Um, do you have also examples of things you would like to share with our listeners on how um, we as women can support other women in, in our daily life? Should it be, you know, professionally speaking, personally in our community? Um, yeah. Do you have do you have examples of things you want to you want to tip in here? I can start us off, Natalie, um, maybe with a couple of different thoughts. 
And we've already talked about what a great mentor Sasha is, um, ad hoc. Mm -hmm. So I, I think some of us also choose um, a couple of different paths of, of women supporting women, as you said, whether that's, you know, in our in our professional work, um, what we do at audience, um, helping uh, women in corporations build the confidence uh, to speak up more um, at their internal meetings or even their external meetings. So I think you can go down a path where you um, find resources and get training, um, professional training really, on how to build your confidence and, and know how you want to communicate your messages at work. So I think that's definitely one path you can go down. I think the second one that you mentioned was more um, what can we do as women in our community? And again, it's really up to the individual, um, you know, what you want to do with your time, whether it's at work or family or your hobbies. Um, but from, from my point of view, what I've gotten a lot of value out of is joining a few women business groups here in Singapore. And one of them that I joined three years ago called Primetime is a women's business group and it has about 350 women and its its motto its purpose is really to help women achieve their highest potential and through a series of programs where you can learn new skills or um, networking socialization events where you can just um, meet different women who've had different career paths or a different um, journey, how they got to Singapore, or whether it's really formal training on coaching, mentorship, or how to become a keynote speaker. And I found that joining a group like this is a, is a great way um, of how women can support women. And again, you don't need to be a CEO to join this group. I think you can be any woman because every woman has something to offer um, to another woman. And what I found is if you have the courage to join a group like this and get involved, you'll get so much out of it. Um, you have to put yourself out there to go to the first few mm. meetings. And I know we all think it's awkward showing up at an event when you don't know anyone, but if you, you can just find that courage to turn up at the event, um, most women in any organizations that I've known welcome you in. And just from my own experience, if you ask another woman out for coffee to have a chat for some advice or just um, to expand your own network, it's very rare that another woman will turn you down for a coffee. So I think that's uh, just one way you know you can give back and take back from your own community. I love what you say, Catherine, around the courage, because I feel that sometimes it might be the thing that is holding us down to do you know to, to to do something and to participate to something you know bigger than us and bigger than what we what we usually do and I think it's it's a bit related what Sasha was mentioning before around confidence building right um, I think when when you take when you have the courage and you do that first steps that shows you that you can do all the things that than the usual day-to-day -day things that you are used to do um, you're you feel more comfortable and you're and, and you just feel maybe you know fulfilled and 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 more active into this community life and I have to to share also a, a personal example towards that um, I never um, in my life I was a lot focused on you know either work or family and I never had a chance to volunteer anywhere and a couple of weeks back um, 
I decided that um, that was not a question of time, but a question of priority. And this is something I wanted to do for myself, be part of a community. And I um, happily joined um, the TEDx Basel community uh, here in Switzerland. And uh, I'm now part of the um, the curation team for the, the TEDx uh, event in Basel. And it's, it's just great. I'm able to meet new people that is not related to work. It's uh, for a topic that I'm really passionate about, TED Talks. Of course, everyone knows uh, how inspiring those talks are. And, and just the fact of you know, taking the courage to do that first step and do, okay, let's, let's try. I can, I can do that. And, and feeling um, this, this nice, you know, supporting environment. And it, it's just happened that a lot of the women in that, a lot of members in that group are women. <laughs> um, but it's, it's just great to feel, um, to feel part of, of a community. It's very, um, very inspiring. And I'm very happy about it. I think that's so great, Natalie. And if you had courage to take a first step to be a volunteer, now you just need to take a second step up on the stage and give your TED Talk oh. event, let's say in two years. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine, please. <laughs> I just wanted to say before we moved on from the topic, something that Catherine said resonated with me so strongly is that my experience here in Basel for the past six years has been successful um, based on the fact that I made connections with women early on when I first moved here. I wasn't working and my husband was working uh, full time and this is this is one of the reasons we moved to Basel, but I needed that sense of community and those relationships around me to as an individual. So each time I joined a book club six years ago through a meetup and I've, I've made friendships with women through book clubs, through gyms, through yoga. And each time I was extended that invite for a dinner or for a coffee or, or to have a wine. Those relationships were built gradually six years ago and they're still strong with me today. And it's part of my success here in moving to a different country. So that is a very strong connection that you can build just one at a time. And, and what I like about that, Sasha, is not... It, it doesn't have to be only business or work related, right? We, we as women can support other women and, and be, um, be, with, be with inspiring other, you know, members outside of our day-to-day -day activities. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what you said, Sasha, about, you know, maybe sometimes after a book club meeting, you know, you get an invitation to develop that relationship further. And, you know, maybe not every book club meeting, you will meet someone who asks you out for coffee or dinner. And, and that's OK, too. Even just having that initial contact with another woman, you know who they are, you know their profile, you've gotten to know them even just a little bit. And you can store that information away. And maybe, you know, a month later, three months later, you'll think of that person and can always connect them to someone else or something will come up that, oh, I know someone who can do that. And then you become a connector. So I think sometimes when people talk about joining a community that you have to develop these very deep relationships with everyone. And even just knowing someone a little bit is enough and powerful enough um, to, to spread the word within the community, to spread the energy in the community. And again, it just goes to, um, you know, the, the, the power of just more women supporting women, even if you don't have that deep, deep relationship. Absolutely. I love that. Awesome. Um, if we're going back to Inter International Women's Day, 
Um, this year's theme is choose to challenge. A challenged world is an alert world. Individually, we are all responsible for our own thoughts and actions all day and every day. And I think that's really summarized what we just discussed. So that's that's great. Um, what are some what what does that theme mean to you? How can you illustrate it in your um, in your daily in your daily life? Should it be again at work or um, or personally? Do you have any example or things you would like to share? Sasha, do you want to go first for this question? Maybe. Sure, Natalie. So choose to challenge is very very personal to me when I first read the statement and it goes back to what I was referencing early in the in the podcast about my confidence. So it's taking me a long time to build my confidence and I'm still continuing to do so. So choosing to challenge means challenging myself. If I feel that I'm in a situation where I need to speak up, um, whether it's personal, whether it's professional, there were numerous times in my, over my career where I didn't feel like I could defend my own work quality for one reason or another. Therefore, today I'm keeping that in mind and I'm challenging myself to speak up and, and earn the respect um, of the people in my life, but also respecting myself enough to say something if I feel the need to challenge for, for uh, my personal self. I love that, Sasha. That's great. Katrin, any reaction or anything you want to add based on what Sasha just said? Yeah, I, I, it's, it's interesting because I, I read their tagline, choose to challenge a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Although I, I love what you've done, Sasha, you've in, internalized it and thought about what that, you know, tagline means to you. I, I, I see it a little bit differently. I see it as a, a tagline that not just generates awareness, but also encourages all to take action maybe even a little more publicly. And I think what it's saying is we should get to a point um, either at home, at work, in society, where it is okay to challenge. And when you do see inequality or you do see bias, that you can raise your hand, just like in, in the picture on, on their website, and say, well, hang on, that that's bias, what you're saying, or you know what you're thinking right now isn't in line with gender equality. So I, I always love that the organization um, takes a bit of a punchy line. Um, they, they, they want to raise awareness, but they're also encouraging more action. Um, so I think if we can get to that scenario where one day it's not awkward to raise your hand or to challenge someone to say, you know, what you're doing isn't quite right. I think we can get to that point. I, I think it would just benefit all of us. And I, I love that it's it's also relating to what we were saying before around courage, right? Because if we want to, if we cho- if we are choosing to challenge, we need to take to you know we need this kind of courage to 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 speak up and to say no, I'm I, I don't agree. I oh, don't don't let someone be interrupted in a in a in a client meeting, uh, making sure that um, we're doing. For example, I'm just going to use a work-related example. We're doing a a lot of workshop for our clients uh, here at Audience. And I know by experience that all of our facilitators will always make sure that every voice is heard within a meeting. So you know how you always have those introvert and extrovert persons. (laughs) So there's always the ones that are going to talk more. But I know that um, 
in our ways of working, we're going, our facilitator was always pushed to have everyone's, you know, everyone's voice or every voice, sorry, be heard. Uh, and I think that's that's really important. And we need to we need to continue that. I think that's a great point. And, you know, just talking about we were mentioning earlier about um, taking small steps and, and and maybe the same approach could be used for for the choose to challenge that, you know, maybe you just challenge at home first or you challenge in your very immediate peer group. Um, like, I don't think that everyone is comfortable to, to challenge, you know, the in an executive boardroom, let's say. So I think you, you, you have to just, you know, you, you go in small steps and that's okay because again, small steps make progress. Um, so, you know, eventually you, you gain more courage and to, to speak up, but um, small steps is okay too. Of course. And and I think also in the, the work environment that we have, um, it's also great to see how the leaders we have around us are, you know, kind of walking the talk, right? Because they are showing us the examples and, and they are they are leading by examples and this is very um, motivating for for everyone to to see and to and to watch. I, I completely agree that it, it often starts at the top and, and the leaders really have to walk the talk and create that environment where um, people do feel comfortable to speak up. And um, if, if the leaders aren't creating that environment, then, then it's a lot more difficult um, to start to choose to challenge. So I think you're right that, um, you know, that there's a whole different conversation on inclusion, um, but it's, it's definitely intertwined. Absolutely. And I, I do just have to say, I thank Catherine as one of the leaders for our management team and audience for promoting that um, for promoting that feeling and that message. As the operations coordinator here at Audience, I have to have many discussions with the leadership team because my support spans all of the functions. And I've felt nothing but comfortable to have these discussions and approach the leadership team, whomever it may be, with my questions or concerns and know that I will get a respectful uh, answer back. They're all very approachable, which is fantastic. Thank and you, I, Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to add on that. I think, you know, when we're talking about courage, uh, confidence, there's a lot of this which is related to the trust that we have in in people and when you create a kind of a safe a psychological safe workplace as we do here at audience um you can only encourage you know everyone to speak you know encourage those behaviors where people are speaking up participating fooling and, and giving their opinion i remember that for myself um when i was a couple of years younger, I would never be able to participate to a meeting or I would be shy to say something during a meeting. And that just totally changed. I, I think I decided personally to change that because I, I was kind of tired of the situation. Um, but I think I was encouraged by all the people around me to do that too. And and that's that feel that feels just very good. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Natalie. And it's, you know, this, this conversation is leading, you know, a little bit more towards um, just inclusion. And um, I think the other important piece that we didn't touch on was, um, you know, it's not just women supporting women, but making sure that 
Um, we have our allies as well. And there's, I mean, many, many, many good men who, who also support this cause of equality. And I think when you have men who also believe in inclusion and helping those in the room to speak up, um, I'm sure we're going to close the gap even faster. That is a great discussion. Thank you. Thank you so much. We've we've talked a lot about, you know, the the present and what we what we're doing um, to support women. What is your take on the future? What do we do? What can we do um, individually or as a collective group to continue the momentum around um, making changes in women's life? So I think what is very important for myself, especially, but I think for every woman is to take time for yourself. We want to be involved at work. We want to be um, involved with our families, communities, all of the points we touched on today. And in order to be able to do so, we also have to prioritize ourselves and give ourselves time um, to to our just to be able to manage everything. So one of the one of the books that you lent me actually, Natalie, mm-hmm. is about seeing time as the commodity over money and just being able to carve out whether it's each day or each week or a retreat. I want to implement a Sasha retreat whereby I get to spend an overnight somewhere. Um, in the mountains to myself with a book and uh, maybe have a bit of swim and some dinner to myself just to reflect on what I'm accomplishing in my life and where I am at the moment. So I think it's, for me, it would be time. Build that in and and appreciate it. Love it, Sasha. Love it. And I'm all for the uh, the retreat. All, all in. <laughs> you can join me. <laughs> Catherine, what about you? I'm also in for a retreat because I haven't left the island of Singapore in a year. So I am definitely ready for a retreat myself. <laughs> I, hope you join us. I I I think um I, I really liked what you said, Sasha. Um, you know, just from a very personal point of view about what you can do as an individual. Um I think there's so much that we can all do. And it, it really goes back to um what you're comfortable with and what you Um, have the courage to do and um, where you want to get involved. So, you know, I think the way forward is, is, is looking at where you can make a contribution and whether that's as a mentor, as someone who, you know, supports um, the next generation of women. I think it could be getting involved in your community, whether it's with a women's business group Um, or like like you, Natalie, getting involved with um, TEDx in Basel. So just putting yourself out there and getting involved. Um, I think the the challenge from the IWD community is amazing that they really want to really push their agenda of stepping up and stepping forward and, and challenging. And I also recognize that's not for everyone, though. And I think you just have to find a way as an individual, how you want to contribute um, towards equality. And I always think that starts with, first of all, you just need to be educated. So I always you know, think that people need to be educated. And then as a next step, you can increase awareness of other people. And once you've um, been comfortable increasing the awareness, then you can move to the action phase. So I always think it's education, awareness, and then action. And I think all of us, you know, on this call, if I may, we're somewhere on that spectrum. And maybe some days or some months we're 
just more in the awareness phase and other times we're really in the action phase. And, and I think it fluctuates again, depending where you are in your life, but there's definitely something we can all contribute to, to, for better equality around the world. I love the face, uh, face by face, uh, step by step approach uh, that you just um, that you just mentioned, Catherine and I. Yeah, I totally agree. There's um, our day to day life um, might not allow us to think about this as a goal of you know every day, but it's something that needs we need to have the like the over the overview um, that this is one of our goal and, and moving doing those small steps um, on a daily basis, monthly basis, in our action, behavior, and all the relationship that we have. So that's, that, will make the, that will make the progress, that will show the progress. Great. So I think we had a very interesting discussion today. I'm very grateful for this time we had to spend together. I want to thank you both for making the time and um, I wish you a very nice day. Thank you very much. Thank you for inviting me, Natalie. Thank, thank you, Natalie. <laughs> Bye. Bye now. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to our podcast message received. Don't forget to subscribe to our series and keep a lookout for the next episode.